0: That is not a foul on Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. That was a terrible call at the end of that game last night. Do you know how I was watching that, Josh? As we got home late from Baton Rouge, welcome in hour three of the Plank Show. Oklahoma City back in the playoffs. Let's go. We'll talk about it in the top five stories of the day. How were you watching that game last night? On the flight? No, we had landed. And as soon as we landed, I realized we're about midway through the, through the, actually, I think the start of the fourth. And there was an unnamed softball player, maybe coach, maybe staff member, maybe administrator who had some car issues. So thankfully, being the car guy that I am, I was able to help, also known as, looking up YouTube tutorials to try to figure out how to open the car door when the push, when the fob isn't working. But I got it. I got it. I figured it out. But I was watching, getting updates from JT Gasso, who was there helping as well. What's going on, JT? Antonio Davis just had a stupid foul with two seconds left. Or not Antonio, Anthony Davis, Sorry. I got stuck between Antonio Daniels and Anthony Davis somehow, and it came out as Antonio Davis. But we've got NBA in the top five stories of the day. I'm loving some of the talk on the air, on the text line at 405-651-3439 about just the, the defensive line in general. Really good stuff from softball last night, as you might imagine. So let's get after it. Hour three the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by Moppin' Roofing locally owned and operated mop and roofing fully insured licensed and bonded serving all of Oklahoma been in business for 35 years mop and roofing 405-703-3843 let's go with the top five stories of the day
1: it's time for the top five stories of the day 703-1-2-3-7. brought to you by newcastle casino newcastle casino where real
0: gamers play let's go man Newcastle Casino is located off I-44. Exit 107 with 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat Newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Oh, I got – I'm in a mess right now. I'm not going to lie because – Oh, no. I can't figure out what's five and what's four, and I've got three, two, and one figured out. Yeah, well, let's just – Let's just see what this takes. Okay. Uh, Big story number five. We have at least a new talking point in the Aaron Rodgers saga. Now, we are approaching a month with everyone going back to the Pat McAfee show on March 15th when Aaron Rodgers said, my intent is to play for the New York Jets. Yesterday, Packers CEO Mark Murphy was asked for any update on Aaron Rodgers. Here's what the – Here's what the CEO had to say about the latest. I do anticipate
1: questions and I anticipate saying that there is no update.
0: Wow. (laughs) What an update, right? You feel informed. It's unreal. I'll tell you what the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers saga has officially hit a grind. It's, I want somebody, you know how Darren Ravel always has those, the impact of this was X amount of dollars. I want to know what the impact of Aaron Rodgers saying, my intent is to play with the Jets on the Pat McAfee show. I want to know the kind of coverage that McAfee got from that when a month later,
2: that's all anybody's
0: talking about. Well, you know, like a month ago. (laughs) There might never have been a better
1: uh, advertising campaign. Oh, my God. Outside of, uh, I don't know, the original Nike.
0: Meanwhile, um, Original Jordan deal. Saquon Barkley has said he is not going to sign his franchise tag before the Giants' offseason program starts. Um, the Lions traded Jeffrey Akuda to the Falcons for a fifth-round pick, so Akuda went number three in that draft and ends up getting traded to the Falcons for a fifth-round pick. Uh, that... Absolutely blows my mind. But it's you know, it's I, I guess the good news is, Josh, at least when you look back at the twenty twenty National Football League draft, I mean, it's not like the the Lions have to be kicking themselves that they took Jeffrey Akuda in front of, I don't know, any any big names from said draft. I mean, it's not like they took Jeffrey Akuda ahead of Justin Herbert or anything or <laughs> What, not, what are you trying to say here? It's not like they, it's not like they took Jeff, Jeffrey Akuda ahead of I don't know a, a CeeDee Lamb or a Justin Jefferson or a oh, Tristan Wirfs, right? It's just getting worse by the second. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was the second round pick.
1: is there any more anything more painful as a sports fan than
0: terrible drafting? No, it's the worst. I mean, I go back to that draft and I think to myself. The Raiders took Henry Ruggs, who is currently now at in, eleven. In fairness twelve, excuse me.
1: In fairness, it looked like he was on a trajectory to be Bro, a good wide receiver. I'm
0: telling you right now. As much as Gruden's emails and Mark Davis's bull haircut have set the Raiders back a lot, the idiocy of Henry Ruggs might have cost them more than anything. Well, I, they had a dude. They had a one. And him and Derek Carr, looking. Th- this is a terrible comparison. Uh-oh. But
1: follow me on this if you now will. Now, remember,
0: it's big story number five, so we got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll try to make this brief. But life happens. The, the character decision, this is where it's different, right? The, the character decision, I would never blame Yordano Ventura for visiting home. But life happens. Right. And you have this. For the Royals, you had what was going to be a cornerstone arm for you, and, and he he dies. Yeah, and you can't plan for that as a franchise. Who with was that?
0: Y- Your Donald Ventura. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you.
1: I mean, this is somebody that looked great in playoff games. I mean, this guy was going to be a, an all star for a long time, but you can't plan for that as a franchise. You could a little bit if you're the Raiders, try and plan for okay, are there some, are there some red flags here with Rugs? But again, I mean, you just man, there's no true planning, I don't think, for what happened.
0: Um, Yeah, I agree. It's terrible. So, to think that back full circle, Jeffrey Acuda traded for a fifth-round pick after going third overall in the 2020 NFL Draft. And by the way... There's no defending that. No one had a problem with it either when he went third. Everyone's like, there you go. Got to shut down corner. Injuries happen. It's crazy. All right, big story number four. Number four... How about this out of the women's college basketball world? We've got a couple of things here. Number one, um, South Carolina and Notre Dame have announced that they will open next season in Paris. Oh, for women's basketball? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's the first time an NCAA regular season basketball game has been played in the French capital, which will also host the 2024 Summer Olympics. Two-time national champs, both South Carolina and Notre Dame, so in- interesting. Well, that'll be interesting
1: to see if Don Staley can make some more sideways uh, remarks about Lisa Bluter on the uh, season's opening night overseas.
0: You you keep my team's name out of your. You watch how you talk about my team. We'll see if she starts a midseason form in uh, Crybaby Central. Wow, that was that was <laughs> that was one of those great moments along the lines of when Kim Mulkey looked at Jason Curse and goes, "What is your name?" <laughs> What is your name? <laughs> Whenever she started talking about keep my team's name out of your mouth and talking about how they describe it, I was like, "Whoa, she's mad about something." Then I had to dig and she started. was upset it was, about the bar fight. About the bar fight comment, which, okay, hey, uh, speaking of of women's college basketball news, we have something that had been so incredibly unique in the past, but is becoming more and more regular. Josh, OU Women's Basketball has added an Oklahoma State transfer, which I, I'm not going to lie. It was funny. We were joking about, we were joking about what yesterday, Baker Mayfield, and how bad that was in trying to get his extra year of eligibility because he had transferred in. in 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 conference, yeah. Now she's like, hey, I'm Lexi Keys. I'm as uh, a walk on, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm heading to Oklahoma. The five seven guard is leaving Oklahoma State. She spent three seasons in Stillwater, started all 32 games, Tahlequah Sequoia, and from what I've been told, one of the biggest selling factors for her style of play.
1: Well, Coach Ginny Baranchek's crew is going to be a very attractive landing spot for a long time for especially guards that want to get up and down and want to space the floor and and let it fly from deep. That's that's the play here in Norman, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Lexi Keys. Add her to the mix in the backcourt.
1: OU's going to be a very interesting team to watch next year. Is it uh, Verhulst
0: Yes, that they're very excited about that had to sit? And- Louisville transfer? Um, obviously, in, in basketball, it seems as if NIL has become one of the ultimate deciding factors in every transfer decision. Um, but I would say, you know, number two on that list is say style of play. Am I going to have fun? Am I going to get some shots up? And Oklahoma is very high on that list. I know
1: there's a no contact out there, but – can we just toss some feelers out to one Haley Van Lith and uh, hey uh, uh, Bagman out there, the name image col- name image likeness folks, collective folks. What? C- can you get your people uh, via the no contact variety, of course, to get with the uh, Haley Van
0: Lith's people? So it, it, we might want to go a little bit more in depth on that. When you enter the portal, you can label yourself as a no contact. Right. right. Conta- no contact would either mean. You've got your mind made up, probably. Or you're making this a very selective process. Yeah. And I would assume that Haley Van Lith... A little bit of both. And, right. And, and maybe it's already made... Maybe the mind's already made up
1: on LSU. I'm really hoping that's not the case. She, or Connecticut.
0: She had it down to Louisville and Baylor when she made her decision uh-huh. out of high school. Yep. Has apparently a great relationship with Kim Mulkey. And, oh, by the way, you've got Alexis Morris, who just moved on... Yeah, I just went to uh, the from, WNBA, from the LSU, so. and you you have that spot open up, and you got a big that you'll be able to work with. It's it's pretty enticing. And you might just have, uh, even though they were former
1: teammates, you might have a bone to pick with Caitlin Clark. I don't know for Haley Van Litt. That could exist.
0: You're down 17. Shut up. <laughs> even though Haley Van Litt, I think, started most of that, but hey. When she told her, you're down 17, stop talking. I literally just – I became a fan. I ordered the jersey right there. Well, I'll tell you, I am such a big fan of Haley Van Lith. She is
1: uh,
0: <laughs> going to talk her stuff, too. By the way, I love this guy. I love this guy. We've got to give him a name from the 5-0. There is no one more miserable trying to follow Oklahoma recruiting than my guy who texted, you must be talking about OU you women's basketball. That's right. That
1: is that is, yes, what we're talking about.
0: Because he is angry about everything Portal related for Oklahoma basketball. Yeah. Please tell all the please tell all the Sooner basketball fanatics that tremendous recruiting results that Porter has received. Well, it's I mean, look, it is what it is. It's not going great. can, can we can we celebrate like uh, an addition to the women's team with Without it having to turn into, oh! <laughs> and dump all over the men. Ah, oh, you suck. Where's <laughs> our portal editions? Come on, man. All right, big story number three. Uh, the answer <laughs> to that question was no. We cannot, no, do, we that. cannot do that. Number three. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Oh, geez. I'm. I'm not falling for this right now. I, I, I was trying to move on to OKC tonight, but real quick. Tennessee trying to move up to the number three pick. Why would they do that? Unless they're. They just drafted – what am I trying to say? They drafted Willis, and he did not look like he was going to be ready for the NFL anytime soon. I don't know why you wouldn't move up if you're the Raiders or the Titans to get a get the third choice at quarterback. Don't know. Or there's,
1: I don't know, somebody else in this draft. I mean, who would you move up for that's not Will Anderson. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. Maybe. But it- if I'm Arizona, I'm like, I kind of want Will Anderson. You know, unless they fa- they've fallen in love with, I mean, I don't see anyone moving up for any of these tackles, right Skaronski
1: or or Paris Johnson. Probably everyone not. is
0: starting to project Skaronski
1: as a guard.
0: So anyway, I'm sorry, I'm not. So he's going to wind up being the greatest offensive he'll be, tackle he'll of he'll all be, time. You know who else they started projecting as a guard whenever he was coming out of college? Joe Thomas. Like his arms are too short. Now look at him. All right. Um, Big story number three. It's back, baby. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, not uh, large enough hands. No, not big enough hands. The NBA playoffs are back, not in OKC, but for OKC, as they square off against New Orleans. I saw somebody posted a, like, two-hour preview, a, a podcast, and I listened to that thing for about the 10 minutes I could stomach it. Not in a bad way, it's just, all right, this is too much. My man... Wow, <laughs> two hours on that game. Two hours on the the playing game tonight. I'm like, hey, I I know we're excited to get back to the playoffs. Who bro. was wow. it? Oh, I gotta find it now. I was watching it on. I was watching it on YouTube. Let me see here. Is
1: it somebody that's pretty well known for OKC? No, or? I don't think
0: so. I'd never heard of him before, but I guess maybe the big. By the way, you know, can I tell you one thing? I'm tired of in advance of this game tonight. I'm so tired of hearing about Zion Williamson. He's just he's a bust. That's it. He's a bust right now. Can't stay healthy. Can't get on the court. We can make fun of him because he's fat all we want, but you can't you can't question one thing. Your best availability. I'm sorry. What am I trying to say? Your best ability is <laughs> your, your availability. Yes. And my man hasn't been available. Period. Period. Yeah, it's really pretty sad. I don't even know how to feel about it except to say, I think OKC wins tonight. I think they beat New Orleans because New Orleans just cannot stay healthy by any stretch of the imagination. So we'll see how I think OKC's got a good chance to win two games. I
1: whoever way in
0: whoever wins tonight's going to be the eight seed. Whoever wins tonight is going to be the eight seed. So, all right, let's get after it. What's our tip time? Is it the? It's the later game, right? The eight o'clock game. Please, please tell me people were not waiting outside the airport for the Utah game. Air- airport games are meant for championships people. Hey, congratulations on beating you. No, we don't we can't Playoff do that. Playoff series win I think Let's would be go. acceptable. That would be acceptable. All right. Um I will say though there is a really um there's a really good article from Joe Masada in today's Oklahoma and I was because I I don't know why it's not people on this show But I feel like I'm fighting with a lot of people nationally on some of my shows that are just, oh, no one cares about the play-in game. I'm like, look at OKC. This fan base is is fired up. I mean, they literally only had a two-year rebuild after, what, making the playoffs for the better part of four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven straight years? I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible what this franchise has done. So let them enjoy the trip to the play-in game tonight. 8.30 ESPN coverage of OKC. Now, real quick, since we're on big story number three, last night uh, the Atlanta Hawks won. Oh.
2: Sorry, Trey. DeJounte in the middle. Gets it to Trey. Trey Young. Tricky dribbles. Steps back for a three and makes it.
0: Oh, I like that term. I'm using that a lot. Tricky dribble. Atlanta gets the win. Over. Miami, last night. Here's Trey afterwards.
2: I mean, it's cool. We made the playoffs. We've uh, A couple of us on our team, I'm happy for guys like V, guys like Sadiq, who have never been in the playoffs, and some of the other rookies and A.J. and guys who this is their first time to be able to experience the playoffs. But, I mean, for me, I've been in the playoffs now three times, and a couple of guys have been in way more than I have, guys like Clint. And it's cool to be in the playoffs, but you want to win games in the playoffs. You don't want to just be here, so...
0: So Miami will face the Chicago-Toronto winner for the eight seed, and the Hawks will get a first-round series with, oh, my gosh, where where did my bracket go? I believe it's Boston in the first round for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to beat you to it. No, and, and Twitter, you're not going to beat me to this. Boston. Boston. Ah, I knew it. Why did I ever question myself? Also last night, if you didn't stay up late, the Lakers found a way to get it done.
2: LeBron against Edwards. The switch on defense. Now on Prince. LeBron takes it in, gets it out. Schroeder. No!
0: Dennis Schroeder hit a three, and then Anthony Davis made a dumb foul, and the Lakers had to survive in overtime to beat Minnesota, but the Lakers are headed to the playoffs. First-round series upcoming against the Memphis Grizzlies. LeBron afterwards. We went 2-10.
2: The uh, analytics side said we had a 0.3 chance of making the postseason. So, you know, that's all you ask for is a chance, I guess. And, uh, you know, for us to turn around our season and uh, give ourselves an opportunity to uh, compete for the Larry O'Brien trophy, that's all you can ask for. I
0: don't think they're very good, dude. <laughs> you don't think the Lakers are very good? I don't think they're very good.
1: Well, they're the seventh seed, so. Uh, I just.
0: They're capable, right? They're capable. I almost would have rather played the Nuggets in the first round, but
1: Everybody's, everybody, everybody uh, thinks the Nuggets stink, don't they?
0: I, I'm, I'm catching that. You forget that you literally have a guy who should be the three time MVP for them in Jokic, but because they haven't done it in the playoffs, I, everyone on the Nuggets just for that him. reason. I agree. Um, all right, so again, recapping the top part of that, a lot of time on the NBA. Thunder, Pelicans tonight. The winner moves on to a showdown against Minnesota. Big story number three, uh, number two. Number two. Um, we're going to talk OU baseball. You're going to hear post-game Skip Johnson coming up after the Sooners get a win. They get a win over a team from Kansas. It had been a minute. 8-1 complete domination for Oklahoma last night. Skip Johnson coming up after the break, as is Patty Gasso. in big story number one.
1: Number one. Number. Number 1.
0: Man, if you missed our softball conversation, it is all over hour number 1, so do yourself a favor. Dive into the podcast, hour 1 all about the sooner softball win over LSU. We'll have more on it next right here on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, your choice, Josh. We were um we we're talking about post-game audio from last night. Actually, you might not have a choice. We might have to go with i have to go with baseball first here because, for some reason, I just cannot – there we go. I couldn't get the post-game audio that Pat got to send to me. So, now we now, – we, we got – we got. It. So, your choice. Why don't we just start with baseball? I say your choice. And- well, we haven't talked any baseball today, so I feel like – It'd be fair. It's long overdue. Here is uh, Toby talking post game with Skip Johnson.
2: You got to be pleased tonight, Coach. In every way, you played a good baseball game here. Yeah, we played good. Fundamentally, we played really good. Played, played good catch and uh, threw strikes and threw a breaking ball for a strike and kept them off balance and uh, uh, got some big hits and really ran the base as well. Seemed a little more aggressive, base running wise tonight. Was that a game plan? Yeah, I mean we had to get back to the fundamentals of what we do and and uh, that's the biggest thing we talked about. Getting back to square one, more. We started from from when we got here in the fall when I got here today you guys were putting in a full practice I I don't think I've seen that before on a game day seems like it paid off maybe uh, maybe again on Friday well maybe so we'll have to see we get to practice tomorrow which is good hopefully the weather's nice but uh, uh, when you're in a season like this you don't get to practice a lot and that's uh, that's the thing that you have to do is you got to pick your times and uh, uh, we got to continue to grow and get better Looks like KP likes the three-hole. He played well for you tonight. Yeah, I did. He played good. Had a big hit with, uh, uh, you know, two strikes, which was really big. And and Madryn had a great night. Way to go, Skip. Thank you. There you go. Skip Johnson last night. Josh, big win.
0: Sooners desperately needed it. Just, uh, I I probably shouldn't say desperately needed it. That's kind of being a little bit traumatic. They needed it.
1: They, They needed it in a bad way. I don't, maybe not desperately, but pretty doggone close.
0: Yeah. All right, um. Anything else from last night? I didn't get to – I was listening to Toby talk about it. They were they were laying out some of the potential changes that could be coming to the lineup as guys get healthier, as you start to get a, a, a few people back, how that might kind of shift things around. And I don't know, maybe Wallace Clark is a guy that ends up moving to the DP spot or DH spot when Dakota Harris returns. Did I hear right? Dakota Harris was coaching first last night. That's awesome. Very cool. That's very cool. But I think more than anything else, you get one kind of concern. You, you win that midweek game, and maybe Skip has found something to to kind of rile these guys up, having a little early, early workout on game day to get ready for first pitch. All right. I think Toby had a player here, too, that I was trying to get to before I – unceremoniously cut it short because i'm gonna
2: guess of everything you did tonight all the hits and everything maybe that whoops hold on congratulations bud great game tonight thank you whoops hold on uh, way to go skip thank you sooners win it eight to one so dumb bryce madrin gonna join us here real quick Congratulations, bud. Great game tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Feels good to be back in the win column for sure. Let's start with the throwout at at home because I'm going to guess of everything you did tonight, all the hits and everything, maybe that's the thing. You're the proudest of. Yeah. um, You just hit me one of the good ones to throw people out. I looked right in the sun, and I couldn't see, so I just chunked it. (laughs) So... Right online. What yeah. what's that feel like? We'll never experience it. You throw a guy out at home's gotta be an incredible rush. Yeah, it's awesome. Especially you can hear all the fans go crazy and as you're running off the field for that third out, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Well you're feeling so confident at the plate right now, it looks like. Yeah, uh, definitely have the confidence. It's coming back and we're starting to swing it pretty good. You guys needed this win, didn't you, tonight? Yeah, definitely. Definitely a good win to go into that Texas Tech series this weekend.
0: Yeah, and that's a big series against tech coming up this weekend. Again my gut feel about the Big 12 right now in baseball, Josh, nobody is running away with it. You're not in a situation. I mean, Oklahoma State got beat by ORU last night in front of friends and family at Oklahoma State's new baseball stadium. I, again, it was a Tuesday night. I'm not questioning anything. But can I use improper English here? Well, is, is that acceptable on the Plank Show? Yes. Ain't, ain't nobody running away with this thing. Right now. And I understand it was a non-conference game against a less than stellar Wichita State team, but it's also a, a, a Wichita State team that Oklahoma has consistently struggled with. So you get a little jolt of energy. You've got a team in Texas Tech coming in that hasn't won a road game this year. In fact, Texas Tech... 0-3 on the road, four and five in conference play, road game and conference play, I should say. They've only won one road game period this year, and I think that was against like a SoCon opponent, maybe a, a mid-con opponent. So they're True vulnerable. Road games. True road games. They're vulnerable. Should be fun this week. All right. Um here was Coach Gasso afterwards. Patrick Dunn chased her down and got some uh, post-game comments after the Sooners won against LSU. Great environment tonight, coming into a hostile hostile environment. Just talk about getting the win, Jordy's performance. Yeah, Jordy was outstanding, and we definitely needed some Can you hear her okay over the blower? LSU loved their leaf blowers on the field, and they loved doing it right by us as we were leaving and right in front of my crowd mic, which I had to eliminate and shut the window. But let's try. If you can if you can make it through the leaf blowers. Let's
1: talk about getting the win, Jordy's performance. Yeah, Jordy was outstanding. He definitely needed some big-time help on the mound, and our defense was on point. Offense um, sputtered a bit, and it's been happening for the last couple of weeks, but that's not unlike different parts of the season when you run into that. So this team's going to have to work hard. You're planning to work hard get out of this and
0: get back on track. I'll- I will say, um, I'm I'm the same way with my leaf blower. You always end up feeling like you're doing a good job, and then all of a sudden, Josh, there's like one little speck of dirt or maybe another leaf, where you're like, Oh, I need to blow that thing, and then it you're whips back up. up. It, it whips up a ton more. You're like, Oh geez, man, I gotta blow all this stuff out of there. Uh, I I was trying to tweet this stat, but I'll just continue to mention it instead of tweeting it. Sooner pitchers are in the midst of a 30 and two-thirds of an inning scoreless streak. During that stretch, OU pitchers Alex Scirocco, Jordy Ball, Nicole Mayne, Kirsten Deal have allowed just 12 combined hits while striking out 41 and walking just four. And oh, by the way, the Sooners in that stretch are 4-0 in the midst of a 29-game winning streak. So, I kind of like to think about struggles by how they would affect in different years. If OU would have had an offensive struggle like this in 2019. They might have lost a few games. you would have had an offensive struggle like this in 2021. I don't know if they're going through it 4-0. If they would have, even at times last year, but Jordy was so good at this point of the season last year. You just, you you feel like you could have gone undefeated. Right? But this year, You've gone through that stretch where, I mean, the two teams combined for, what, five hits last night. OU didn't have a base runner after Jada Coleman's leadoff walk in the third inning. LSU finished the game by retiring 15 straight Sooners. But because your pitching and defense was so good, you still won the game. Josh, Oklahoma won the game. They did. So, they didn't even need that uh, two-run blast. I'm glad they did, though. That made... That, oh, that was a good exhale that we had because after that one, two, three first and the way things started, I thought, oh boy, here we go. They've outscored opponents eighty to like one in the second inning this year. It's unbelievable. And they and they've just been phenomenal. So when we come back with we'll the best of the air comfort solutions text line. Anything that you caught, Josh, that caught your eye from softball? I know you were dialed in a bit last night. Anything that really caught your attention for OULSU?
1: Well, the bats thing. I mean, obviously, they got to get that portion figured out, but Geordie Ball is just back to being on another planet. I think that's probably the, the best sign for Oklahoma. And, again, I keep saying we, we combine these wins and look at these uh, results, not individually. We're, we're looking at the big picture here, which is, hey, how is Oklahoma going to handle this staff by committee that everybody's been throwing at them. But if you just look at this thing individually, man, it's another win over a top 25, top 15 opponent. Uh, Oklahoma's won 29 games in a row. Pitching defense has been tremendous. So, look, uh, we could look at the negatives if, negatives if we if we want, but there's plenty of positives from last night too.
0: Agreed. All right, quick break. Your text or next right here on The Ref. So in this <laughs> I'm in, – I'm in a numbers nerd spot, Josh – so in this scoreless streak for Sooner softball, Jordy Ball has pitched 14 of the 30 and two-thirds of an inning. She's allowed just four hits and has struck out 25. Can you run that back down again? I'm sorry, I was like Fred Norris. I was on another planet just Fine. now. Oh, dude, that happened to me during a pitching change last night. <laughs> LSU brought out a uh brought in a new pitcher and I saw her number and I mentioned who she was. And you're like, wait and I gave who is some it? stats and then I just stopped for a moment and it was like, guys, it's really nice outside score. Look at the wind blow and I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you're like, oh, I bring it back to the broadcast. Kind of like like look around the I'm like, Man, this is what I've always dreamed about. What a moment. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, dang it, we're on the air. All right. So uh the new pitcher it And it probably was maybe like two seconds, but in my mind it seemed like forever. Yeah, it was like that Gandalf moment. Thirty and twenty third, thirty and two thirds of an inning scoreless streak for OU softball. In that stretch, Jordy Ball has pitched fourteen of those scoreless innings, scattering four hits, striking out twenty five, and walking just two.
1: Wow. Yeah. So she's she's back to being on a tear, and uh, to do it last night against that LSU team, very impressive. As you mentioned. The uh, environment, Plank, you, you can speak to this being there, but, uh, man, Jordy Ball's just always been the kind of athlete that seems to thrive and feed off of that. I don't think that those kind of things intimidate her. I think that, that kind of gets the motor going for Jordy Ball a little
0: bit, and obviously she delivered. She's great. She's great last night. She's been great recently. Every time that Jordy Ball is great, I keep thinking about the dude that texted after the Mississippi State weekend and is like, everyone's figured out Jordy. <laughs> yeah, I I mean that was always going to age like rotten I, I, milk. I don't know why. It's just I told you guys, sometimes we
1: overreact way too quick in sports sometimes.
0: I know it's great. <laughs> this is good from Coy.
1: You know you know in sports just one more thing here playing. Go ahead. In sports, we're so quick to jump to the negative at times. That we will throw away an entire season of dominance for a pitcher like Jordy Ball to say, oh, uh, well, eh, they figured it out. (laughs) Okay, well, she had one bad inning.
0: One bad half inning. That's it. That's all she's had this year. Someone just said, what bat thing? They came up against great pitchers, period. You're talking about OU softball came up against great pitchers? I I disagree. They didn't come up against against great pitchers. They've got to solve. Disagree. was a good team, but... There wasn't a great pitcher that shut them down last night. There was a myriad of, of, of seldom used um, – it was a strategy that's worked. I mean, go back and look. They did not – they had one inning against LSU's best best pitcher and they hit pretty well against her. I mean, that's it. So, if you're like, oh, they went up against great pitching, they went up against okay pitching. Texas Tech didn't have good pitching. No. Um, So, I just I, – I, again, it, you don't have to overthink it. They're struggling. It's okay to say it. It's it's the reality of
1: it. Relative to who Oklahoma is, I mean Plank. When you have two hits in a game, that that's not Oklahoma softball. It, it is what it is. I don't
0: I don't care who it is. Thankfully, one of those is a was a home run last. Yeah,
1: night. no, that helps. But uh, for <laughs> Oklahoma, they've they've got to solve the little pitching by committee thing. And I genuinely think Plank, they're one run rule game away <laughs> from from it being over. Right. But right now, I don't know if it's uh I don't know if it's quote-unquote living rent-free for a moment or if it's just we've seen a couple of these performances in a row and we're getting a little too far out over our skis with this deal. But right now it feels like it's a successful strategy for opponents.
0: Coy writes, it's just hilarious how people are saying, oh, you won't continue to dominate college softball when we move to the SEC. I understand the roster is going to look completely different our first season in the SEC, but we're going to reload through recruiting in the transfer portal.
1: Well, and I would, you know, on this subject, plank, I would say, haven't we already seen Oklahoma do this a number of times over the sure. last decade? Absolutely. So I, I have zero concerns and complete belief that Oklahoma is going to remain what they are, whether it's via the transfer portal, which only makes things easier for OU to not have a dip down year, or if it's bringing more elite prospects in, because we did this with Sidney Romero's class. It was, oh man, what's the future going to look like after Romero and Knighton? And guess what the future looks like? Oklahoma's won back-to-back national championships, and they're far and away the prohibited favorite to win a third straight.
0: Um, for the three one six, uncharacteristically high pitch count, though, for Jordy. Seemed like she was fighting back from getting behind early in counts and hitters battling. Yeah, that was... I don't... I, I have the stats right here, I guess I can look. That, to me, felt like Jordy's most pitches in an outing this season. And maybe since the Oklahoma State game last year, it felt like her most pitches in a game. Oh, we don't have pitch count here. I, I just, I know it was it was over 100 last night. I'll have to go back through and dig a little bit more, but that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with eight? Absolutely nothing. I'm getting this a lot. Where is OU softball on TV this week? I couldn't care less because I'm calling the radio broadcast.
1: Hey, speaking of which, can we get you in the the game notes? What's going on with that? Pat doesn't like me. Um, the uh, seriously the, though, that that needs to get that needs to get done.
0: Am I not in the game notes? I don't think so. That hurts my feeling.
1: Or just like even though like the write-up yesterday was, hey, uh, here's who's on the TV call.
0: But you got, that's ESPN, though. So they're going to have Beth Mowens and Michelle Smith. They're going to lead everything. That's uh, lead. What? Everything. I
1: feel like Chris Plank's name should be in every single I, uh, game gamer preview that gets written. You Take and, care of the local guys before the national guys.
0: You and Kathy Stalkup agree 100%. Unfortunately. <laughs> Who is Kathy? That's my mom. Unfortunately, that is not Has she said something about works. that? Dude, my mom is so funny. <laughs> she, she called me whenever I was doing TV and we had the girls doing the game. And my mom calls and like she'll never call. Let me rephrase that. Um, she'll usually text and say, hey, you guys around where I can call, which is my new favorite thing. Because then you're like, ah, I'm pretty busy right now. I know. Well, that's nice. Whenever Arnie Arnie texts and goes, are you on the air? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. I am on the air (laughs) right now. Anytime. (laughs) Before you text, Arnie, just know that, yes, I will be on the air. Yeah, that's right. But my mom's like, "Ah, I'm just, I was worried I didn't hear you on the radio. I'm like, well, I did TV. I know, but I was just, you know, I just don't know what's going on down there. I'm like, mom, I'm. I'm 47 <laughs> years old, okay? I. That's I, sweet. I think your concern about me getting fired was warranted in the early 20s, but I think I'm – You're a little I, bit less of a loose cannon now. If, if I get canned now, then I'm, I'm going to feel okay about being able to pop back and get that dream job at Target. Uh, EJ from Louisiana writes, I was at the game last night, and, man, the sixth inning was wild. Being from Louisiana, I didn't receive any flack for having OU gear on Boomer. EJ, you are a bazillion. I wish I could have met you, man. Um, because in Crimson Forty Seven writes, how was the crowd at LSU last night? Was it as hostile as Patty was wanting? I'd say yes on both. Listen, Oklahoma shut them up early when they put three on the board in the second, and LSU, you know, LSU fouling balls off would get the ch- the crowd would get fired up. It's like, hey. Yeah, there's a lot every hey, it's a long foul ball. Everybody get up. <laughs> get, get, get going. Up. It's a foul ball. Let's go. That that's pretty exciting though. Oh. Uh, fun it was, to play in. It was that sixth inning when they had two on. The only time they had multiple base runners on all game long. It was it was wild.
1: <laughs> I wish I wish we had the uh video to radio component just then. That was pretty exciting what you did in studio.
0: I mean, it was it was so funny because literally it's like and there's a foul ball ripped down the line you hear like hey get up let's go let's go foul ball let's
1: go what a demonstration
0: um, and they had these they had these elderly older women that were were sitting and they always and I guess they sit across <laughs> so they have like these what physical of, reactions what kind of to everything. These older elderly, I mean, is that is that proper nomenclature I think anymore? That's okay. Did yeah. I just get cancelled? But they'd look at each other and every single time when there was a ball foul, like they'd look at each other from across the way and they'd go, they go nah? like, ah? ah, wave it back over and then they'd end all of it like a shucksy dar and snap.
1: That's that's cool.
0: Um, all right, we got a break. We got a break. We got a break. The best text of the day came in hour one. We'll share it next, right here on the ref. Yeah, no, that's a it's a good one. K. Puck writes. I know you probably couldn't tell, but there was some dude given what like a voodoo hex behind home plate all night long. I couldn't see that. I have been given several different.
1: Wow, we got to we got to get in contact with that guy. Apparently, it worked after uh, those early
0: innings. Bro, whatever they did last night. <laughs> worked. But the 281, this guy kind of feels like I do. I understand the strategy behind softball's version of hack-a-shack, and I would probably do the same if I was coaching against OU, but it really disrupts the flow of the game. The point being, we are trying to promote and grow the game, and the strategy, to me, actually harms the game. At one time, we had the four corners offense and had to change the rules. I hope this strategy does not hurt the growth of the game. I think it's pretty unique I really do. I had um a regular texter to the broadcast, Brad Bunning, asked last night, is this going to be a trend? You're not going to see staffs this big in the future. You know, it's, it, to try to beat Oklahoma, you're going to do whatever it takes. And, uh, you know, Hack-A-Shack worked for those Memphis teams and Shaq for a while. But I will add, the uh, it's not going to go away with teams with deep staffs. Now, this, this weekend it might be irrelevant, but – can't wait for Baylor to see if Glenn Moore changes his approach because he's just gone with Orm and said beat us, and that could be fun in two weeks. Hey, Steelman and Thune at noon are coming up next. We'll see you guys from Cavens tomorrow on The Plank Show.